Welcome, my fellow ghouls, to The Night Shift, a horror review show celebrating and critiquing terrors both old and new, while featuring the opinions of me, your host and horror cheerleader, Kyle Stuke, along with my pool of guests, a blend of gorehounds, snobs, newcomers, and scaredy cats alike. Tonight, I'm joined by my spooky buddy, Abby Smith. Abby Smith, how are you? Hello, Kyle. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well, Abby. Um, listen, this show's about horror. It's about the tales of the night. It's about darkness. But um, horror is also about the things that pierce said darkness. And um, there's there's some darkness that... Uh, excuse me. There's I just, oh, The darkness is coming. I'm having a stroke. The darkness no. has been pierced, um, Abby, recently. Um, I just want to celebrate you. Abby, you had some good news recently. Can you tell the the folks? Can you tell our little shifters the good news that has happened to you? I got a new job. I'm working in a different way than <laughs> I used to work. <laughs> and it's great. I love it. <laughs> I love the sentence, no. I'm working in a way I or <laughs> that's different than the way I used to work, which is a better <laughs> way of saying I have a new job. <laughs> no, um, I, I'm a system engineer so i get to code all day and i love it it's the dream for me abby's been wanting to (laughs) abby's been wanting to code for a while and it's happened and it's glorious and we're happening it's happening um so carly please put some um celebratory music and some uh coding sounds um in in unison i want the celebratory music to be like circus music (laughs) well this is your this is your moment abby so uh carly you listen to the queen no i'm kidding (laughs) do whatever you want you know what's best (laughs) it's true she really does carly knows what's best um on that note of carly knowing what's best um if you listen to our other podcast humming fools you might be aware of this but in case not just wanted to let everyone know that um ominous media has experienced some exciting news and that news is that uh carly's podcast crit nasty has joined the ominous media uh network family so Uh, if you're unaware of what Crit Nasty is, there's a great episode that we released on Humming Fools. I will link to it in the show notes below. Uh, but we basically have Carly on. Uh, we also have Leah on, who's a regular night shifter. And they um, had a conversation with us and Carly about what Crit Nasty is, uh, how it came to be, and how it came to be under the ominous media umbrella. But the short thing is, it's just D and D. That's Dungeons and Dragons. The way that the Johnson family wants it. So it's four siblings playing D and D. They do a variety of different campaigns. It's very fun. I mean, we've we've had Carly talk about Crit Nasty a little bit before because we did the crossover with them. Uh, and I think we're going to do another one, but still, it's very exciting. It's a great podcast. So if you haven't heard of it and it sounds interesting, please go listen to it. It's in the show notes. Um, yeah, very excited. And then one other thing of housekeeping is um, there's this cool group known as the Pop Culture Collective. And basically, it's a little group to uh, have indie creators support each other and share their collective outreach. And what that means is basically um, 
this group has made a cool little newsletter um, that just collects everything from said indie creators and they pump it out every week just to let people know what's going on. And so the reason That's I'm cool. sharing that, it is. Yes, it's a, it's a great idea. Um, and A, we're honored to be included in it, but B, um, just wanted to recommend it to people because it is very cool because there's a lot of great art being made that's just shoved in our faces and that's fine because it's marketing. So the really big shows like everyone's talking about the bear on Hulu, which slaps and is very tasty, but there's a lot of other cool things that you're not hearing about because it's coming from smaller creators. And so this is a great way to get a really great batch of cool things being made sent directly to your inbox. And so uh, please check it out. Uh, Tony's show, comic, um, Indie Comic Spotlight, who, again, he's been on Night Shift before. His show is a part of that collective. So just a lot of really tasty, yummy stuff. Um, if you're looking for something new, if you're tired of hearing about the Kardashians, um, this is the place for you. So please check them out. Abby, enough with this non-horror-related stuff. I'm sick of it, to be quite frank. Uh, <laughs> just joking. But what films are we going to be talking today about on Bag of Horror? Today, we are talking about Project Wolf Hunting, Brooklyn 45, You Won't Be Alone, and Bones and All. Was Very that all tasty, of them? Abby. That was all of them. Uh, in in um, transparency, we were also supposed to talk about Talk to Me, but I failed we don't need to get into the reasons of why. Uh, it's not a big deal. Leave me alone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and there it's was the collective, ugh. No, it's a big <laughs> deal to me because everyone's talking about how amazing it is. And I'm like, don't tour it, Kyle. Don't tour it. Pay it. Pay for it. I want to see it so bad, though. I missed it in theaters. Support. Here's my question. Hmm. Is it wrong to tour it something if you pay for it later? <laughs> you, you know, know what I mean? I've also wondered, is it wrong to torrent something if you have already paid for it? Oh, see. The, like for the second watch. Yeah. This is an interesting conversation. Um, <laughs> but we'll have it another time. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is fascinating. Let's pivot to this. No. Um, we'll spend the next hour dissecting the ethics yes, of streaming. No, the, the true horror is pirating. But again, it's like when you just can't get access to something, that's when I'm like tempted the most. But um, Papa pays for all his horror. So don't you worry, folks. Um, we will contemplate these thought-provoking questions right now and we will be back with our reviews and there's no scream <laughs> because i forgot so just deal with it bye all right we're back folks and as abby said we're talking about four films a mix of films from 2022 and this year 2023 um abby let's just go in your order that you listed um so i believe you mentioned project wolf hunting first i sure did okay let's start there let's start there give me the quick plot synopsis for what this anti-wolf film is all about <laughs> project wolf hunting zombies on a boat 
Um, so it's about an experiment gone wrong, leads to a zombie outbreak on a boat that is transporting criminals. Hmm. Oh no! Ah, uh, now uh, I have a, I have a, I have a quick clarifying question, Abby. Hmm. Is it zombies? Because I don't feel like they, uh, they infect others. I mean, it was definitely spreading, right? I don't, I don't think so. I wonder if we watched the same. Okay, movie. well, maybe, maybe <laughs> this is a spoiler for the cons. This was an incredibly forgettable movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> were they not I, eating each other no, i don't think so i think there's one like super powered <laughs> zombie but he's not like a zombie in the sense that he's biting people he was just killing people and then there's other people who have superpowers because it's like a they've been oh, injected right. with it right so <laughs> I just was like, but I, I, I agree. Shoot. It's a very forgettable movie. So I was like, You're wait, right. did I fall asleep and miss a zombie subplot? Yeah. You know, <laughs> maybe they weren't zombies. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I was open to it. <laughs> um, Cool. Well, let's just jump in. So again, folks, if you haven't listened before on Bag of Horror, we move a little bit faster because we're talking about multiple films. So uh, Abby, give me all of your thoughts on Project Wolf Hunting. All of my thoughts. This movie went real hard with the gore. There's blood everywhere all the time. Um, there also was a huge cast. There were so many people in this movie. So many. Constant. Like, who was that? Which is impressive in a way. Um, I really, really thought this movie was going to be about a werewolf, and it was not. No werewolf. Boo. Um, also, no wolf hunting. But on top of that, the storytelling was really terrible. Just just the worst storytelling I've seen in a long time. They kept doing this thing where they would do a flashback. Well, they would explain what's happening, and then they would do a flashback showing you what they just explained. And it's like, yes, we know. We we were listening. Um, <laughs> and they really only had one trick up their sleeve, it seemed like, and that was the blood. Just lots of squirting blood. No matter what happens, there's going to be blood spraying out of this person's body. And uh, other than that, it was, like I said, very forgettable. Unfortunately, I apparently don't even remember what the plot of this movie was <laughs> oops <laughs> oops <laughs> um yeah this as abby said this movie is so gory um and that it did have going for it like it they killed people with so many different things um it was unnecessary like this overpowered yeah. zombie guy he could just kill people with his hands he could kill people with a punch. He would like punch someone and their neck would snap. But for some reason, he then also would grab random objects and use them. So it kind of felt like a Friday the 13th movie because this guy was just like knocking people out with sledgehammers, wrenches, guns. Um, it, it goes hard and it looks really good. Like there never was a gore effect that I was like, boo, that looks bad. Um, so whoever did the blood, like they knew what they were doing, but I think also they were too powerful. It was like a <laughs> Sam Raimi. It was like the 
end of Evil Dead 2 where there's just blood everywhere. It was a very slippery ship. Um, one of the things I loved is there was one of the actors um, looked like a Korean Jimmy Simpson and Jimmy Simpson plays Liam McPoyle on It's Always Sunny. And there just was this one Korean guy who I thought looked exactly like one of the McPoyles from It's Always Sunny. And it just tickled me. I thought it was so funny because it was uncanny. I'll send it to you after Abby and you can tell me if you agree or not. Um, I thought the beginning was pretty like bleh. And I was like, ugh, this movie isn't put together very well it's also the premise is kind of ridiculous because there's like all these prisoners who are being transported and they're transporting them like out in public and then someone's like i remember what you did to me you son of a bitch you ruined my life and they have a bomb and they run towards the prisoners and they blow up a bunch of people and then the news is like because we were transporting prison or because the police were transporting prisoners in the open and a bomb went off, they have decided to transport the prisoners instead on a boat. <laughs> it's like, I, what? <laughs> it's like they were yeah. always, I wasn't quite sure. Like they're not getting asylum, but they're like maybe being sent back to their original countries or they're like being like process somewhere else or they can go to a nicer jail i didn't really get but yeah just the like oh like we transport them in broad daylight on like a public street something went wrong we got to put them on boats it's like they were always going to be on boats though right like they weren't driving them to these other countries i don't know um but eventually once the like prisoners escape and then it's kind of like it becomes small group of cops versus the prisoners um i thought okay this movie's like picking up this is kind of cool and it felt similar to the raid um franchise which i really love um which is are much better films than this but as soon as it kind of found its footing it introduces the undead um super powered prisoner guy and normally kyle stuke would love that sentence and be like, oh, that sounds so fun, but it's not really fun. And the movie just then like loses its mind, but in a very boring way. It's all coming back to me now. Um, <laughs> up to the point when they introduced the super undead guy, yeah, they had really built a lot of groundwork for a villain in the story. Like yeah. this one prisoner, he's the big baddie. He's scary. He's mean. And then the the zombie guy just immediately takes him out. And there is no more tension of, like, the prisoners. I don't know. It was just a really strange decision, I thought. Yeah, that that, that is, like, you can call it a positive. There was, like, again, so many characters. And so many of them, I was like, okay. This is the main character. And then the film would just like murder the shit out of them. And I was like, oh, okay. It's not the not one of the main characters. Cool. And so part of me liked that because I was like, I don't know what to expect <laughs> anymore. <laughs> but then That's also true. it felt a little aimless where it's like, but why did you spend so much time on that person if they don't mean anything to the story? Um, yeah, there's also there's way too many moments in this movie of a character watching the monster 
absolutely demolish someone and they're just frozen in fear and they don't run away until the monster is like almost done killing them. Then they're finally like, ah, they run away and then they get killed. I just like, I know people would be legitimately shocked in if this happened in real life. Like, I don't think I would run away. I think I also would be like, oh my God, I'm frozen in fear by the Korean zombie man. But it happens so often that eventually I was just like groaning in aggravation of like, run, stop watching him destroy your friend, like leave the room or characters being surprised that they're not able to defeat the zombie man after watching someone else try to and get destroyed. They're like, oh, I saw that this thing can take like 500 bullets, but I'm confident that my pistol with 10 shots can do the job. And then like, oh no, he shoved it in my face. I'm dead. Ah, it was just, it wasn't very good. The last thing, the two last two things of my notes I had was it tries to set up a sequel and I absolutely did not care. (laughs) It like ends with like, oh yeah, we're going for round two. And I was like, nah, I won't. I won't do that. <laughs> um, We're good. And I, my last note was the true horror is plastic waste on our beaches because it ends with, it ends on a beach, a character washes up on, and there's so much plastic everywhere. And I was like, is this a normal like beach? I don't know if like it's a Korean film. I don't know if like where they ended up was Korea or somewhere else, but. Like that beach is dirty, and I don't understand if it's part of the story or if it's just a normal beach somewhere. But I was like, it needs to be cleaned up. So clean up our beaches. Clean hashtag clean up our beaches. Clean up our wolf beaches. All right, Abby, what did you give uh Project Uh Snooze Fest? Uh D minus. What did you give it? I gave it a D. Nice. All right, Abby, what's our next film? Up next is Brooklyn 45. All right. Let me find that in my notes. All right. Brooklyn 45. This is a 2023 film. Um, It's written by Ted Gagan. I think that's how you say his last name. Um, And if you're a horror person, you might recognize that name um, because he did a film that a lot of people liked called we are still here. Um, and the way I said that made it sound like I don't like it. I do. I do like that. I wasn't like, oh, my gosh, this movie is my favorite thing ever. But I enjoyed it. I believe Abby did not enjoy it. I'm not sure. Okay. I'm not sure at the moment. I feel like I didn't. But I don't remember what it was right now. Okay. My memory is shot. It might have had zombies. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Abby's like, I'm not ruling it out. <laughs> It's always a possibility. Uh, um, Abby, what is Brooklyn 45 about? Um, Brooklyn 45 was about a group of friends who reunite uh, after World War II. World War Mm -hmm. II? 45, yes. Um, They fought in the war together. They are hanging out and decide to have a seance where they must face their demons of war. (gasps) very nice very nice also you may be saying hey i heard that they say kraut a lot in this movie should we turn it into a drinking game absolutely not you will not survive you'll get alcohol poisoning (laughs) don't do it um abby give me your thoughts on brooklyn 45 so this one 
it was interesting to watch. I am kind of a sucker for single set movies. This all pretty much happened in one room. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy that. I thought that the premise was pretty interesting. Um, just these these post-war buddies uh, kind of talking about atrocities that they committed in very lighthearted ways. Um, it just kind of, it felt realistic, but maybe not. I don't know. I've never <laughs> been in a war. Um, yeah. And it also is really unique that I felt like this movie was so forgettable while I was watching it. Hmm. I was just like watching it being like, wow, this is interesting. And I know I'm not going to remember any of this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it just felt very meh. I didn't just at the end. I was just like, okay. I mean, it was fine. Um, that being said, I think that it is interesting to have a conversation about PTSD and the way that we sometimes glorify war and evil acts done in the name of something that you believe is good, um, which I thought this movie did a decent job talking about and people coming to terms with things that they've done or things that they have at least acted like they believed whether or not they really did. Very nice. Very nice. Those are my thoughts. I really really liked this movie really Um, i felt the opposite of you abby where as i was watching it, i was like man i'm having such a good time i hope that this sticks the landing because i was like i just am really enjoying this um it has a cool i love how it started out because it kind of since it's a period piece it starts off with the like old-timey four by five aspect ratio and kind of old-timey fonts and then it slowly transitions to the like normal traditional 16 by 9 widescreen um and i just appreciated that little touch because it is a very it's a very indie movie it's very low budget um his past movies have also been low we are still here was very low budget um but i just really appreciated as a creator i was felt very inspired because i was like wow like you can really do a lot with just one location. And I'm the same way as you, Abby. I really appreciate one location movies. And it reminded me a lot of um, Peter Straub's work. Uh, He wrote A Ghost Story, um, which, again, is just, you know, uh, I mean, it's more than one location, but a lot of it's just like a lot, a couple dudes sitting around telling each other stories and reflecting on their past. And um, I just, yeah, I really liked the setting and i remember thinking like i don't even need this to be a horror movie i'm just interested in these people's relationships and what happened and so the fact that the horror aspects i think worked but weren't even really the focus was kind of fun i my favorite horror i always tell people is horror plus another genre like Usually my, that's my favorite horror movies are not just like by themselves horror. They're horror plus something else. Um, like, again, horror comedy is normally my favorite. But um, so, yeah, um, really excellent performances for the most part. Um, I was impressed with everyone. They're all um, pretty much um, people that I'm not familiar with, minus one of the main guys. I don't know his name off the top of my head, but he's 
a big horror guy. He's been in tons of things like your your next and uh he was in the Until Dawn video game and uh I see him a lot, but I for the most part didn't recognize anyone else and was like there there wasn't a weak link in my mind. Um the some of the stuff that didn't work for me is there's sometimes like tonal shifts in the dialogue that occasionally took me out of it. So there's sometimes where I felt like the line was supposed to be funny, but we were in like a serious moment and overall the film's not a comedy. And so sometimes I was like, this feels like a comedy line if this film was a horror comedy, but I don't feel that atmosphere. And so it felt awkward and out of place Hmm. where I felt like the filmmaker was like, ha this is goofy. And I was like, yeah, but you really sold me on it being serious a couple seconds ago. <laughs> and I, and again, that only happened a couple of times, but um, so there are some times where I just was like taken out of it by that. It's not that the line was bad. It just was kind of like, Oh, I, what kind of movie is this? Um, I don't think that'll be a problem for everyone, but it is something that I had, noticed um i also think there are just a few um mediocre visual effects again it's a a lower budget film not a big deal there just was a couple times where again it took me out of it um but on that note there are some really awesome practical effects there's one in particular uh with someone's face that i was like oh that's so gross but so cool um and I'll admit the way that the film ended, I was disappointed by, but not in terms of the story. It was like, oh, I didn't want it to go that way, but it was good. And I found it very complex um, and complex for the reasons that you mentioned, Abby. I feel like the best thing about this film is that it just makes you think about the complexities of war and service under authority or service under ideology or a cause. And so the film does a great job with like changing how you think about characters. Cause a character who's an asshole one minute you find yourself rooting for after 20 minutes and a character who you think is like the most upstanding and a hero, you start to think, Oh, this person actually, they, they may talk big, but they're actually kind of not great. And I love the the moral complexity of, you know, can you hold someone at fault who thought that they were doing what's right or, or not hold them at fault? You, sh- I guess you I think you should. But can you judge them uh, if you haven't been in that situation? And so, again, like no clear conclusion. I loved the the ambiguity of the ending in terms of how it left me feeling. And again, the fact that this little tiny movie um I like engaged with it more than, you know, um, I've engaged with these big budget, you know, million dollar things. Um, I appreciated that. I was like, wow, this movie has a lot to say and is, is working with very little. Um, so I liked it. Abby, any final thoughts? And if not, what did you give, um, Brooklyn 45? I gave this one a C minus. What did you give it? Oh, that. Not that. Uh, I gave it an A, Abby. I really, really, oh. really liked this movie. Awesome. I love that. That makes me happy. I didn't think it was bad. It just, it wasn't for me. Yeah. 
Totally yeah. fine. Um, folks, it's on Shudder. If you have Shudder and you want to mm-hmm. watch it, that's where you can check it out. Um, I love Shudder. You know what's better than horror? Horror that is available for streaming easily. Um, <laughs> Abby, what's our next film? Next up, we have You Won't Be Alone. Okie dokie. You Won't Be Alone. This is a 2022 film. We meant to cover it last year on the night shift. Uh, it just hit the cutting room floor because there was other things and we realized i realized in agreement with abby that we were covering too many movies in the horror (laughs) bag too many movies (laughs) (laughs) and it's it wasn't watching them all was like i mean it took longer but that's fine because more horror is great but just like talking about eight movies in under an hour and a half was hard (laughs) it was not possible (laughs) <laughs> yes, not for us. Other people can do it. Um, we cannot. So anyway, you won't be alone. Uh, directed by Goran Stol Stolevsky. It was also written by him, and uh, a returning night shift alum, uh, Rumi Rapouse. I think is how you say her name. Um, I've tried to. I've struggled with it every single time that she's been on the show, um, but. Here's my latest attempt. Anyway, Abby, what was You Won't Be Alone about? So this one was about a nonverbal girl who is turned into a witch and finally has the chance to live the life that she's always wanted to. Oh, beautiful. Um, Give me all your beautiful thoughts on this beautiful movie, Abby. This movie was... So surprising and heartfelt to me. I loved it. I Aww. loved this movie. Yay! Um, yes. So I thought that the representation of witches and their abilities was really interesting and creative and not a witch story that I've seen before. Um thought the story was really beautiful. thought the acting was fantastic. Really good character development for... There were really two main characters that we were following, the girl, and then there is a witch who um, is the one who gives her her abilities and is kind of watching over her in a way. Um, This movie also had some really gross moments, just visually, Mm -hmm. when it was trying to, and it was cool. And uh, I truly have no complaints about this movie. I loved it. Oh, dang. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, I'm again, we love to see this on the night shift when, when we actually like movies and we're not mm-hmm. just like this week, the bag was bad. Um, <laughs> it's, yes. So pleasant surprise. What did ah, you think? I love that. I, I also really enjoyed this. Um, <gasps> Yay! beautiful cinematography, um, just assisted so much by, the beautiful i don't know if they shot this in macedonia but i know it takes place in macedonia but it was beautiful just like the shots of the uh the the fall trees uh, and the little fog it just was yeah it was so beautiful um again i'm just reading my notes here something that made me laugh is abusive witch mom is surprised her stolen daughter doesn't like her because <laughs> that is a funny moment it's, it's like true. the witch is like how dare you throw a rock at me i was like you've been slapping the shit out of her this whole movie <laughs> uh that that but again it's not a complaint it, it's 
again, very great complex characters, but that mm-hmm. when I thought about that way, it made me laugh. Um, I think this, this film again has beautiful commentary on not only womanhood, but also motherhood. And then finally, uh, just what it means to be alive in general. So I think it's like, mm-hmm. it's not a, um, what's the word? It's not a closed off film of like, we're just about this. It's only for these people. Don't watch us. It's like, I think it has specific themes, but I felt um, like it's very approachable on just a human level. So I, I feel like everyone should watch this. Uh, if again, you can stomach some of the gorier stuff, but yeah, I, I just found it very um, beautiful. And uh, again, in terms of one of my notes and this one being tied to just what it means to be a woman, one of my notes is a woman gives birth and is immediately told to get back to work. And I was just like, damn, like it's sad that I buy that being a thing back in the day in certain places. Cause it's just like, she, she's like in a field. Yeah. She's in a field. She, she was working. Then she stopped, goes to the fence nearby and is, and they're like, come on, hurry it up. I was like, Oh my God. And when she, when she gives birth, the guy actually says, or maybe it's like the woman helping her. I forget who it is, but they're like, all right, return to the corn. <laughs> return like, to the corn. I was like, geez, leave her alone. Give her a day at least, you <laughs> bastards. But um, yeah, minus points. This film gets minus points for gross teeth. Lots of shots of people with gross teeth. I hated it. But again, I'm joking. <laughs> but Papa hates seeing like, gross dirty black teeth but it makes sense for the time period but i was like i i i can watch gore but for some reason like nasty unbrushed teeth i just can't do it um they didn't have toothbrushes this was like i don't know when this was 1400 i don't know i don't know i think i saw jesus in the background i don't i i don't know um yeah jesus was in macedonia by the way longer ago yeah yeah yeah. um (laughs) Uh, great synchronization between the actors playing the young witch. Um, one of the cool things that Abby mentioned about like seeing witch abilities was the shape shifting. Um, cause witches like in a lot of fiction, witches turn into animals. Um, but hadn't really seen it of like, witches just like transforming into other people. Um, and so it was really impressed because every single actor, um, who portrays the witch like pretending to be someone um, like the, it felt again just like so synchronized like I never was like oh this actor's not as good or they're acting differently like I wasn't even thinking about it I, it was only until after the fact that I was like wait there was like five to six people who played the same character and I always thought it was like this I always viewed it as the same being um, so that was really cool. Props to the director and the and the actors for doing that so well. Um, I will say this film's very sad. Um, so there's a lot of just like heartbreaking moments in it. Uh, so I found myself upset many times throughout the movie. But again, to go back to what I said earlier, this film is beautiful. And the way it ended, there's I won't say what the last line was, but when they said it, I, I like croaked. I was like, oh, um, cause it just was, no, was so beautiful. Go I was ahead. Definitely crying at the end of this movie. Yeah. It was like, 
it was something where I felt jealousy. I was like, damn, that's an amazing ending line. And again, just the humanity that this film has and its its worldview that it presents for what it means to be human and what it means to be alive. All done, again, through like a witch coming of age horror story was amazing. Um, so yeah, really, really liked this one. Abby, what did you give this film? A plus. Oh, plus shit. A. Yeah. <laughs> Woohoo! What did you give it? Carly, put that carnival music in here. Dun 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 a few a few moments for me that it was a bit too slow but again as a whole cohesive piece loved it so yeah a minus baby really enjoyed it's it good. it's good i'm glad that you enjoyed it i'm glad you enjoyed it a freaking plus baby all right well let's transition to our last film which is bones and all this film came out in 2023 it was directed by luca guada guadagino uh, again, apologies. Um, he, you may know him. He directed Call Me by Your Name, which was very popular and famous when it came out. And he also did the Suspiria remake, uh, which I did not like, but that's okay. To each their own. Um, this film was written by David Kajganich, and I love him because he wrote the terror miniseries that is near and dear to my heart. That series and the book it's based off of. Very tasty. And we got to give credit where credit's due. This is based off a book by Camille DeAngelis. Um, Abby, what is Bones and All about? So Bones and All is about two cannibal... I wrote teens, but I think they're like 18. Um, two young people who hmm. find love on the road and embark on a journey to find closure about their pasts. Okay, okay, very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Abby, what did you think about Bones and All? Um, so the premise for this movie was actually quite a bit different than what I was expecting. Um, I knew it was like <laughs> a cannibal movie, but yeah. it's, it's different because these people are not cannibal by choice. It's more like a vampire thing where they have to eat to sustain themselves because of some genetic thing it's unexplained genetics yeah. um which you know was interesting i could get on board with that uh i thought this movie was really lovely it had it was mostly a drama had some really nice romance that made me feel things Aww. thought the acting was really good the film was just it was beautiful to watch just visually really nice um it didn't have much tension Throughout the movie, it was just kind of watching these people do the things that they wanted to do. Um, like they go on a journey to find the girl's mother. So just watching that all play out. Um, there was an antagonist in the movie, but I didn't actually realize that there was an antagonist until like the very end. It just yeah. didn't really occur to me that 
there was tension that I should have been aware of, or maybe I, <laughs> maybe it was on purpose, and that's really interesting too. Um, it's just different. Um, there were a few aspects of the story that just like didn't really make sense. I didn't feel like fully fleshed out. Things like the girl couldn't remember her childhood was what I was picking up on, and I wasn't really sure why she couldn't remember things about growing up. Um, but I don't have any major complaints, honestly. I really enjoyed it. Nice. What did you think? I, yeah, this film was similar to, um, what was the name of the movie? You Are Not Alone, You Won't Be Alone. Uh, you, you Won't, won't Be, be alone. alone. Similar to that, um, this film was very beautiful. Um, really nice cinematography. Um, very moving just again with its visuals um it also has amazing music um the music was done by um trent reznor and um atticus ross who again are just an amazing team they've done like the social network and stuff like that uh the so the score slash soundtrack if you want to call it that because they do have some like singing songs Mm -hmm. um is really good. I like I was shazamming the shit out of this movie. I was like, ooh, what's that? Ooh, what's that? Um, so even if you're like, oh, this movie doesn't sound interesting to me, just go listen to the the album on Spotify mm. or something. It's very tasty. It was really good. Um like uh You Won't Be Alone, I, I found the beginning to this movie kind of slow. And again, I was like, okay, like what's what are we doing? But once it it kind of hits a stride once um, our two main characters meet up and are on the road together. Um, that's when the film picked up for me. Uh, I thought that um, America's heartthrob, Timothy Chalamet, was very good. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the um, creepy guy uh, played Sully. by Sully, played by Mark Rylance, was very good. Very interesting performance, but very I thought it worked. Okay. I I thought that our main actress Taylor Russell, I thought her acting was good, but I I thought her character was really boring, and so it was kind of like, oh, I'm not really interested in, in the main character. <sighs> but that's not a again critique to her. She kind of reminded me. Her look reminds me of Jenna Ortega. Like there's something in her eyes. I thought that too. <gasps> yes. <gasps> Which we love Jenna Ortega, so I was like, Psh, I love Taylor Russell now too. I'm like, join yeah, the club. I thought she thought she did a good job. At one point, I was like, I wish it was Jenna Ortega. But <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I wish you were Jenna. <laughs> Just my personal preference. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I I didn't love this movie. I thought it was a bit. I thought it was a bit slow. I thought it was a bit aimless, and the plot for me is the biggest thumbs down. And I know that this director, I I didn't see Call Me By Your Name, but I have heard that his films are more atmospheric. And again, I've I've seen Suspiria, so I can only talk about these two films. But yeah, it just felt very kind of like loosey-goosey, taking its time, not worrying about anything. And I know some people are into that, but um, wasn't my favorite here. And I found the world building of the cannibal stuff subdued but in like a bad way to where i just was kind of like this feels so not focused on to where it feels weird where it pops up like i just it felt more like a dream and not like a cool david lynch way it just felt kind of like 
I don't understand how that works because the title Bones and All comes from just something that another they call them eaters. Another eater says, which is like, oh, like, have you eaten someone yet? Bones and all. So like eating someone all the way, like you eat their whole body. And I was like, how are you doing that? Like, because it's not like they have extra powerful teeth like to where they can Mm -hmm. or stomachs and i was like there's so many bones like how are you eating a skull and so the fact that the film kind of was presenting like oh man we eat eventually you eat people like all of them bones and all i was like no no you don't you're a liar you're a you're a liar eater Uh (laughs) well that guy was super creepy so maybe he was lying yeah maybe so I would have just liked more um, on just like either helping me buy into this reality or people talking about it less and just being like, hey, there's some people who for some reason are cannibals and now we're going to focus on the romance. But I think the metaphor slash allegory that this film presents works really well in terms of relationships and that sort of thing. But ultimately, it was kind of like, oh, I could have got that with a short film. I didn't need like this two hour slow meditation piece on it. But I wasn't upset. Some films that are really slow, I feel anger because <laughs> I'm like, I spent so long watching something that bored me. I, I wasn't angry with this. It was just more kind of like, I hope something else happens soon. And then the film would do something. And I go, OK. And so, Yeah. No, I wasn't crazy about it, but I don't also have anger towards it. So, Abby, what did you think about Bones and All? And what's your rating? I enjoyed it. I gave it a B plus. Okay. Very nice. What did you give it? I gave it a C. Again, very middle of the road. If someone was like, this is my favorite movie from last year, I'd be like, great. And if someone was like, oh, my God, I hated it. I'd be like, I can see why. <laughs> um, so I'm glad that you enjoyed it, friend. Thank you. I'm glad that you didn't hate it. Same, same. We we love to hear that too on the night shift. Unless it's Resident <laughs> Evil, we try to keep our hatred away. Um, and again, folks, if you're new here, not Resident Evil as a franchise, just one one specific film that continues to haunt my dreams. Yep. And a mediocre we'll television show. <laughs> yeah. um, I like the television show. Okay, it was fine. okay. All right, all yeah. right. I had a giant crocodile in it. That always makes me happy. What is not to like about that? Nothing. Nothing. Um, Listeners, we have come to the end of our latest bag of horror. Thank you for joining us. Um, Have you seen any of these films? If so, what did you think about them? Uh, We love to hear about it. So slide into our DMs. Give us your thoughts on these films. Uh, You can jump as well into the DM. You don't have to slide if you're someone who doesn't like grass like me. Uh, You hate the the feeling of it. Uh, You don't relate to Anakin Skywalker when he talks about how sand gets everywhere and it's coarse, whatever. I feel that way about grass. Um, So, Abby, for a second, this has nothing to do with this show. For a second, I thought I saw someone behind you and my heart freaked out for a second. Oh, God. It's just your plant. Um, <laughs> oh good I was like what did what did you see uh, yeah Whew. real horror has been experienced tonight on the night shift but anyway <laughs> listeners thank you for joining us for this episode Carly thank you as always for editing Abby Thanks, Carly. thank you for being my spooky buddy thank you 
And folks, uh, look forward to more episodes. We've got um, the spooky season coming up, and that's always very exciting for us here. And we look forward to putting out some fun stuff for y'all. But in the meantime, stay spooky, y'all. Bye. has been an ominous media production. Thanks for listening. You're all right, boy.